Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 16th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, doing swell. Back in uh, back in the Chicagoland area. Just back from the, uh, the dream that was the Upper Peninsula. Just the Wi-Fi free paradise. Utopia. I'll tell you what, I, I think I'm going to go there every year for the rest of my life. <laughs> what's so good about it i mean we i think we we have a basic understanding of what's so good about it but what did you find so impressive what did you like about it it's just it's so much different it's like the way life should be huh. you can right. just, it's just pure and i mean lake superior is by far the best great lake it's not even close mm-hmm. um it's just an awesome spot okay good well, glad uh, glad you enjoyed it. I'm in uh, the Midwest on the Great Lakes as well, up in Ohio. And, and, Maybe the uh, worst Great Lake. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Like, here's a solid lake. Really solid lake. Huron, I think, might be the worst Great Lake if we're, if we're going into this discussion. We might have to do a lake, uh, Great Lake power ranking. <laughs> um. All right, let's get into it. You've been driving all day. I was driving. We're both wiped, but Wi-Fi appears to be working. Uh, at the BMW Championship, we have Justin Thomas and Jason Kokrak and tied for first after opening round 65s. Um, they're going low. I mean... Blood, the bloodbath at, at, uh, at Medina. Club. Yeah, I, I was watching replay. I watched a little bit of a live watching the replay tonight, late Thursday. They were just like marveling at how they were like taking apart of whatever it's tipped out at seventy four hundred. I, so. I guess some of the tees were up today. So okay. Um, okay, but it just shows shows what happens. What's what the games become? What does that mean? It's just you know, designed by mathematics does not work well when you know there's the the cats out of the bag and and technology is completely unrained. Yeah, there is. There are two players out of the 69 that started that were over par. Vaughn Taylor, and only by a shot. Vaughn Taylor shot a 73. Joaquin Neiman shot a 74. Everyone else is even or better under par, living under par. The relative par today was like 68. Yeah. <laughs> there was a marveling at, at Brooksy getting home in two on the, one of the par fives. I mean, he hit it. I think he was like 296 out and hit it to 14 feet for eagle. But uh, like, I mean, I don't know. Is is uh, is there? I'm sure there are three shot par fives out there, like the one in Slovakia and, and the one at was it was it uh, the one at Colorado Springs? But that's a real par five where he has to hit 
Two ninety six. Like nobody, there's very few people are getting home. That's a real eagle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a real eagle. Um. The the thing about it is is you just watch. You remember it like I remember back like the Tiger Sergio, um, PGA. Yeah. And the game's changed so much since then. You know, and it and I don't think in like everybody's like, oh, fit, fitness like it's not that it's it's 460 cc driver heads and and solid core balls like it's not hard to hit it far and straight anymore right you just get up there and launch it and then obviously one big difference is that we're we've got pga tour set up this week (laughs) well i mean pg america is like the most i don't know adjacent to uh, of the majors adjacent to PGA Tour setups, right? PGA Championship. I think Maybe that not, PGA, PGA is is deemed as like a a hard, a souped up PGA Tour setup, like sure. a tough PGA Tour setup. Okay. Speaking of Brooksy, he had some alarming quotes just talking about how like he's now designing his schedule around this, and because his, he's been so poor in the FedEx Cup. I mean, it's kind of. Alarming. That's not what you want to hear about Brooks. Scheduling around the FedEx Cup. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> he is out Tiger. there to make money. There's so much money. It's just there's just so much money. I feel like I saw a recent interview with him. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting who who did the work. I it might have been when he was in New York with some like CNBC or like Fox business type, but like he was saying like he never looks at his bank account, doesn't know what he has, doesn't know what's in there. Uh, his like financial advisor will tell him every now and then, and that's it. Never, never checks it. Which I gotta think like a lot of these guys are like that. To be honest with you, they just know they have as much as they could ever need, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but I don't think Brooks. Do you think Brooks plays for money? Like, is playing for money? I think he plays to win. I think he's playing for like his like athletic legacy. Yeah. And you think he like a FedEx cup is a part of that calculation he's doing? I don't know. I I mean, like all that matters is majors. Does anybody care that Brant Snedeker and Bill Haas won FedEx cups? I mean, it's, it's a nugget that people know. I don't know. Billy Horschel. Like Bill Haas won one. Yeah, and Bill Haas is a really good player, but like, I mean, the FedEx guy. I'm not going to end this. Yeah, we don't need it. We've done 460 CC. We've done solid core ball, and we've done FedEx Cup here playing the hits. Um, Tiger shot a one under 71. Appeared healthy. I mean, he's one under. That was a horrible score today. Right. I saw people yeah. were like jacked up. It's like he shot awful today compared. Who to, was jacked up about that? I, I saw people I, being like he got lapped, even though he looked healthy. So that's fine. But he I didn't. saw a headline that was like Tiger bounces back. Shoots one under par. <laughs> it's like that. No, that's not what happened. He got smoked today. He's uh, yeah. It's a one under seventy one projected to drop nine spots, even farther down the FedEx Cup rankings to forty seventh. So I mean, he's got. There's no cut, obviously, right? Sixty nine players, no. no cut. This. Um, it's pretty wild that it's there's only uh, only nine shots separating the best from the 
from the worst. Why is that wild? I, don't, I think like it usually is a bigger spread. Well, aren't there usually twice as many players? That's true. Fair um, point. Fair point. Do you think <laughs> that must be it? That all the other players would be way over par, and that's what we're missing here. <laughs> uh, any other early BMW? You know, I'm shocked. How about the Teddy Greenstein of the report? Shocked BMWs re-upping. Oh, like, they're back they were, in. Did you hear about this? I, I've been. I I haven't had. I haven't had like cell service for half the week. It just like I. <laughs> Like I climbed a mountain this morning, drive nine hours, drove nine hours, and now we're podcasting. Um, so BMW, like this, just this does not happen. Doesn't happen in golf. Doesn't happen really. It's like BMW out, like out, announced public. They're done with this. They're like, you know, tour is looking for a new sponsor that allegedly needed fifteen to eighteen million to be a title. Uh, and I guess like the new. CEO of BMW came in, I don't know, in the last few months, this according to Teddy Greenstein, and like just said, like, why are we getting rid of this deal? And re-upped it. And so they, they added three more years. And it and Greenstein cited Caves Valley as a sp- stop and Cherry Hills as another stop that they're gonna add to this within the next three years. Cherry Hills and Denver. Coming your coming your way. Caves? Yeah. Yeah. Be back. They'll be back. I mean, I th- I feel like Baltimore good. is like, yeah, Maryland, Baltimore is like a good market. You know, yeah. I feel like that's it's gonna be neglected. It's it's you know, there's not gonna be an event here for a few years. So this heavily so, populated area that likes golfing. Yeah, uh, but I'm just stunned. BMW, three more years. Maybe maybe this is what we call negotiating. Uh, I I've done a little bit of snooping around it seems like this new ceo is just i don't know shot from the hip and told the marketing guys to do it and whatever i don't know but they're still in on the on the rider cup is their big thing um shocking turn of events any other bmw championship thoughts i'm going tomorrow you're gonna go what are you gonna do any plans i'm going mrs is coming so we're gonna be what does that in. mean? We're going to be taking in the scene. I'm going to be a fan tomorrow. I'm going to be. I'm doing a morning, I morning, like morning of journalism, afternoon of fandom. Like going to Fortnite tent, checking out the wine spots, doing the different different activations all around the grounds. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be going running around. You know, that's what being a golf fan is nowadays. Not watching golf and just looking at all the ancillary activations we're gonna try and sneak into with big hospitality we'll see if we can get successful (laughs) i'm I'm sure you'll succeed at that uh on the european tour we have i think gavin green leading the real czech masters um at albatross golf resort uh amazing quote so they haven't played since the scottish open i mean i guess you count the open uh but he's like, I've just—it's the best thing ever. Like, I haven't—I just went home. I didn't do anything. I ate a lot. I slept a lot. It's just a great quote. I've been awesome. eating a lot. I've been sleeping a lot. Been driving my car like a normal person, hanging out. Didn't touch a club for two weeks. Like, didn't do anything. I'm just hanging out and like, shoots an eight under sixty-four at the uh, Czech Masters. Just like, I don't know. You hear that a lot from some of these guys. 
feel good, play good, man. Not, you know, you, you treat yeah. yourself well, and and good things happen. You don't need to be out there in the range grinding for four weeks or three weeks or whatever it is that they had off. So, um, on the Corn Ferry Tour, didn't take long. Victor Hovland right away opens with the 64 at the Scarlet Course, Ohio State. He's seven under, tied with Cameron Percy in the lead. Doug Yim right there. Yeah, uh, I don't know what he's been doing. I haven't seen him I was him wondering around. about that. I was, I was wondering. I saw, saw his name on the board, and I was like, God, he, we haven't heard from him in a while. But uh, good to see him. He's a very talented player. What so, what what is his status even? What was he what's he been doing? He's been playing he's been playing, but he just hasn't been playing well. Okay. So uh, I mean he's been playing on the web, but you just so he he he's gotten he got into finals for a couple ways, I think. So Okay. Both All right. two are in that. So that'll be that'll be fun to watch. That's obviously the the this is like the first leg of a of a tour de France, you know, the first round of the first event of, Oh, actually it's not that long anymore. It's all, you know, what does that three mean? events? Well, but like only- if this guy, but if like Hovland wins it, he's got a cart, you know, like yeah. you only need to win. I mean, that's true. I know that I guess, yeah, that's the interesting thing. It's kind of like a, you know, the, there's like three races, but the, I mean, if you just top 25 at all three, you're in. Yeah. Right. You know? Like if right. you do, t- if you have, Two top fifteens, you're in. Yeah. So you just got to put together. I feel like the the web finals is like building a house. So you're just going to build the foundation, play good rounds. You know, build the base, get the confidence, and then you're going to get your card. Uh, and then over uh, one more thing about BMW. I heard Azinger stay. I forget who he was talking about. He he dropped that they used to get fined like five hundred bucks if they had a beard. On tour, isn't that kind of wild? That's Think about really that. Crazy. Just having a beard on tour was a fine. It's like the Yankees. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the $500 part, but he said it was a fine. Uh, and then last, U.S. Amateur. We are down to the quarterfinals for the weekend for Saturday. You know that beard fine. That beard fine might have been more more uh, effective than the slow play fines. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I mean, think about that. I mean, it's easy to shave. It's probably hard to change your entire approach. It's hard, the way to, you sh- play. Like, it's hard to shave a few seconds off your pre-shot routine. <laughs> good one. Very good. Great job. Uh, all right. The U.S. Amateur. Pinehurst. We're down to eight players. The quarterfinals coming on Saturday. Uh, the highest ranked, I think, in Wager is 38. John Augenstein, a uh, uh, Vanderbilt kid. The highest seed, no one from the top 10 and seeds made it. Highest seed is 12th, Spencer Ralston, 12th seed. Uh, there are, I think I saw three junior golfers. So an 18-year-old and two 17-year-olds of, of left in the top eight quarterfinalists. Um, it's just, I don't know, a lot of big names bounced, but like that's kind of... It's kind of amateur golf in this day and age, right? I mean, you can get a seventeen-year-old that plays his ass off, or well, like, it's just—it's a sign of what's to come. It's between sixty-four and one is, yeah, and the difference between sixty-four and one is minimal. I mean, Austin Squires played in that like four-hour twenty-seven-man playoff and then knocked off Brandon Wu, who's been maybe the hottest amateur golfer all summer. 
So. Well, the the thing about it too is it it just shows it's like when people were saying, "Oh, Cam, Cameron Champ, but like he's a freak." There aren't going to be like the new wave is coming. If I was like thirty five years old on a tour, I'd be terrified. Like, what am I going to do after I turn forty? Would you see what Steve Weecroft said today? He's going to get a new job. He's going to get a job, right? Yeah, he's like, I'm 41. Like, this doesn't pay the bills. He was like 43rd on the web tour or Corn Ferry tour this year. Um, and like made, I think, over 100K. Well, like this- you're going to travel. Your travel costs right. are like 50, 100K alone on that tour. Right, right. So he was like, it just doesn't pay the bills. And like, I'm 41. The kids are too good. Getting back to your original point. It's like I'm 41. These kids are like way too good, and it's like it's fine. It's cool. I, I'm just like it's PGA Tour bust right now. Oh, so the game. It, it's it's just turned it. It's a game about speed. You know. Yeah. It's so any game that's about speed is going to favor the youth. Right. So right. that's why you're seeing all these young kids in in the quarterfinals of the uh, USAM. It used to be Buddy Marucci and uh, yeah Ag- Ag- Egan. You know. Yeah. Yep. Guys in their 30s and even 40s and stuff like that. Trip Keeney. <laughs> sure. So that'll be a great watch. I mean, 16, it, I think they start I feel like they start at 2:30 on uh yeah, 2:30 on on Saturday. It'll be on Fox. Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon as well. Um any other amateurs thoughts? Piners? I mean, it's just Piners awesome. I mean, it's so good. I, I I'm kind of bummed they're playing. Num- I I like course number four, but course number two, you should play as many rounds on course number two as you possibly can. I'm actually give your take I'm on really, that real quick. I'm actually I mean, I think extremely. There's shocked. universal praise for that. Like, oh, this is cool, man. Like, you kind of have a. I don't know if it's contrarian, but what do I, you think? Like, I just think it's actually kind of ridiculous. It's like you've got a you've got. Hundreds of years or a hundred plus years of of tradition, you play the same golf course. And just it, to, to, so you play, just to, you play course two and four. You play an alternate course in in stroke play because the field is so big. You got two hundred and fifty people, so you got to get them around. So you play two courses, and then but there's always a primary and an alternate host. Okay. Right. But but because they're playing at a resort that has two, obviously, it's great for Pinehurst to ho- have it at both courses because now they can say that number four hosted the championship match of a USAM. That's a huge deal. And we're more than just number two, and we can also now charge a shit ton for number four tee times and stuff like that. And, I mean, not. And I, I, I'm a fan of number four. I, I like Gil's work. It's a good, it's a good golf course. But number four would never have gotten hosted, uh, chosen to host a USAM on its own without number you think two. Piners is putting the thumb on the scale here a little bit, saying get, get. I don't know. Four something wrong. But, yeah, but I it, I, you know, no, no golf that wouldn't have happened. They would not. That course wouldn't have gotten chosen on its own merit. I believe in the first year of it being open, you know, like yeah. there, it's just, so to me, you've got one of the greatest championship golf courses, uh, in the world, Pinehurst number two, and these kids play Pinehurst number two, every single round of match play. And then they go back to number four for the final, the most important match of the whole tournament. Yeah. You go yeah. back and you switch, you play four and two. 
It doesn't just, make just, any sense. Any sense? Yeah. Just to clarify for the neophytes that I mean, it's probably small percentage of the audience, but like the final, the U.S. Amateur Finals, thirty-six holes. Obviously, it's morning afternoon. It's always on the same course, but now this finals are going to be starting eighteen on number four at Pinehurst, and the second eighteen will be at number two. Uh, like, whereas what's the secondary host? Like an example, like Riviera wasn't like Riv- Bel Air, like a Riviera secondary Bel Air, yeah. Uh, but right. obviously, the, all the the match play is on uh, Riviera when you go from sixty four, right? Yeah, yeah. So it it's just I I don't know. I I'm not a fan. I don't understand why why you change. Like this is a, actually like any resort that's going to host it from now on is going to ask for this. Yeah. And one thing that was kind of stinky, I mean, I mean, could stink is like, what if it's kind of a runaway? You don't see much of number two. I don't know. I mean, what? I don't know. That's, that's a hypothetical you can't deal with. But like anyway. uh, number four, and I've, you know, I've talked to Gildan, you know, I, he didn't design it to have it for championship golf in mind. It's designed for a resort. Right. Okay. Well, that'll be Sunday. Probably uh, that was your event of the week. Uh, it is the event of the week. Great watch Sunday. All right, let's do a uh, summer of Bixby continues on. Uh, it's Friday, Friday Bixby read. We are in mid August. We have breaking news. We have uh, a winner for the Bel Air sweepstakes. And it is none other than uh, Nathan Carr of Alaska. And uh, the, the uh, shotgun start demo reaches all the way up to Alaska. This is otherwise known as. At Car for the Course, we were told blind drawing, random drawing, Miles Fisher, who uh, has an amazing new little president presidential ad out as, as Tom Cruise, because he, he legitimately looks like Tom Cruise and is also has some acting chops and could pull off the Tom Cruise impression. So you need to check out his... his He's his, running for office. He's running for office. Tom Cruise 2020, Miles Fisher's Twitter account. You need to... Check that out. He's the founder of Bixby. So car for uh, the course wins. Car for the course. Can I tell you the one thing I was missing up in up in uh, the UP? What's that? I didn't bring any Bixby. Oh my god! What are you doing? You got to put the bags. Get a well, little put the bags. I'm. What I'm most disappointed about is that I've been making cold brew with Bixby. I got a whole process. Um, yeah. But I've been I've been making I make these big you know mason jars full of cold brew and yeah uh, I I was up in there and I, I went to a couple great breweries up there and yeah. I was talking I'm like I I actually brought home like 48 beers from one of them <laughs> and they they insist that the beer is better because of Lake Superior water and I had the opportunity to make uh. cold brew with Lake Superior water and Bixby. It could have, it might have been just, it might have changed the world. But I forgot <laughs> my Bixby. A, that is a big whiff. That is a big whiff. But don't forget your Bixby. Go to BixbyCoffee.com. Subscribe today. You got bags for steeping, which you could have taken on the road. That, that's part of your cold brew process. You got beans. No, no bags. I don't use the bags. I use the well, beans. For the cold brew? Yeah. That's right. So you could do ground. Whole bean, espresso pods, uh, Keurig's K cups, and uh, also a presidential campaign now involved. 
Check, Miles check it Fisher. out. Check, uh, yeah, Google. 2020. So Bixby, summer of Bixby continues on. It's it's August, but uh, we are still, you know, filling up on Bixby throughout the summer. BixbyCoffee.com. Head over there, subscribe. They are shotgun start community has embraced them, and we are grateful for you for, to you for that. All right, let's get on with it. You want to do, we do flashback? flashback? Yeah, yeah. Let's I got, do flashback. I got a double double dosage of flashback. It's kind of one that ties into two. I I had I had two different ways I wanted to go with this, and I got managed to tie them together. Are you flashing back to Sergio jumping? You you know he jumped at Medina once to see you know where the ball was going. Um, I was thinking about flashing back to Rory showing up 10 minutes before his tea time. <laughs> Have heard of that. That's right. <laughs> Police escort. So, uh, I'm, I'm just doing, I'm going to do a little, a little over, triage. I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> it definitely doesn't sound like it, but continue. <laughs> homage. Maybe an homage. Um, all right. There you go. <laughs> Triage. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Just go with it. <laughs> homage to uh, to the R.I.P. the the Western Open the 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 tournament uh, that I grew up with. Yeah, I mean, this was my childhood. The Cialis, the Cialis Western Open. That's I I was a, my first ones were the Motorolas. Okay. All right. Big Chicago company, Motorola. Yeah, Mo, the Moto uh, Moto Motorola Western Open. I feel like Motorola should sponsor Rick Fowler. <laughs> Motobike right. Rick, you know? Um, yeah, I got it. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Do you have a Razor growing up? A R-A-Z-R? No, I had that. Uh, I had the Motorola. I wasn't cool enough to have the Razor. I had the Motorola, that StarTac. Remember that way back in the day? Vaguely, vaguely. All right. Sorry. All right. Sorry to so anyways, Western Open. So... Byron Nelson was quoted, we looked at the Western Open and the North and South as our majors, or as majors in our day because Love the companies, it. the sponsors, offered bonuses for winning them, just like they did for the U.S. Open and the PGA. Interesting. The, wait, what would you say, the North and South? North and South, yeah. The amateur? Yeah. But... If it's an amateur, what are I don't, these companies? No, I think there's a north and south pro tournament. Then. Tournament? Okay. All right. Must be it. All right. All right. So from 1899, 1899, host was Glenview Club, where I actually caddied for a couple of years, um, okay. to 2006, the Western Open was one of the most important events in golf. It was considered one of the four major championships until like kind of the ascent of the masters in, in, in 1950. So 2006 was the last year of the Western open at the time of its final edition. The Western open was the third oldest active PGA tour tournament. Do you know what the other two older were? were? Uh, colonial. No, maybe the Sedgefield. I don't know. What, what, do, what, wait, are you, what are you talking about? At 2006? At the time of its final edition in 2006, the Western Open was the third oldest active PGA Tour tournament. There are only two older 
I mean, are you These including are th- majors I'm, in this? I'm throwing you a meatball. Are you including majors yes. as PGA Tour tournaments? Oh, the, all right. There's the British Open. The Open. The Open, the open in, in the, the US, US Open. All right. Only I mean, when you say PGA Tour tournaments, I don't like consider that. I'm sorry. I apologize. All right, all right. go ahead. So you want you want some history on some guys who've won this event? Yeah. First winner, Willie Smith. Who okay. you know. Willie Anderson, who won a few US Opens. Have heard of him. Chick Evans. Yeah. John, Chick Evans scholarship party. Yeah. John McDermott. Alex Smith. Yep. Walter Hagen. Jack Hutchinson. Tommy Armour. Gene, Gene Sarazen. Byron Nelson. Jimmy Demerit. Ben Hogan. Sam Sneed. Uh, Doug Ford. Arnold Palmer. Billy Casper. Jack Nicholas. Tom Watson. Hale Irwin. Larry Nelson. Tom Kite. Ben Crenshaw. Nick Price, Tiger Woods. You know, maybe even more telling is that Greg Norman has finished second three times in a row. <laughs> that, that might be the most, you know, illustrative example of all of them. How big of a tournament this was. <laughs> yes, right. What, what's, like the, what's like the winner the roll call now that it's a uh, FedEx Cup? It's like Keegan Bradley. I mean, Jason Day. Um, DJ, they've had some good winners. All right, okay, go ahead. Um, so the 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 thing about the Western Open was all the people that won. So there's an article by that was written by David Ogren, you know, former tour pro. He he played in like the early '90s. He's from Chicago, and he talked about how big of the Western Open was such a big deal. It was the second. It was the most important tournament on the schedule except for the majors. And it was the yep. way that the pros talked about it and the guys that won. And that's like what the big deal was, you know, about it. So, you know, one could say that corporate America could have killed the Western Open. Its last sponsor was a dick sponsor, you know, Cialis. <laughs> yeah. A dick sponsor. This is so simply and efficiently put. I love that. A dick sponsor. Okay. Other, others might say that the PGA Tour killed the Western Open. Could, could you say Coggy Hill killed the Western Open? No, because no, that... No. I mean, but, <laughs> one could say that Butler, Butler National, by not allowing women or minorities in, killed the uh, Western Open. Because... It was known, regarded as the hardest stop on tour. They didn't even, you know, they didn't even play the back tees when they went to the West, to Butler. Looks like they had it there from 74 to 90. Yeah. So they, so then they had, you know, the PGA Tour passed a a rule like, you know, like, hey, this has to, you know, which is a good rule, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, So, and I got just a few random factoids about the Western Open. In okay. 1975, Lee Trevino was struck by lightning at the uh-huh. Western Open during a weather delay. Yeah. <laughs> 1963 yep. Western Open, Arnold Palmer won in a playoff over Jack Nicholas and Julius Boros. Okay. Big names, all three. 48. You know how big of a tournament this was? They had 18 whole Monday playoffs. Oh, hell yeah. That is not some Mickey Mouse bullshit. I love it. 
Ben Hogan in 48 faced off against Ed Porky. Porky was his nickname, <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> Who was the Ed Fiore? Ed, yeah, Ed Porky. <laughs> yeah, Who are these like Eds? Ed Porky Oliver. All right. The grip. The tiger killer. Ed Fiore. You love finding the these. You, I love finding these obscure Ed with goofy nicknames. All right. Porky Oliver. Yeah. Porky Oliver. So Hogan's shot the course record um, by two shots to beat Porky by nine sh- shots in this Monday playoff. Oh, God. Massacre. All right. <laughs> it was the most lopsided playoff victory since Bobby <laughs> Jones defeated Al Espinosa by 23 shots in the 36-hole playoff. 36-hole playoff for the 29 U.S. Open. Oh my god! Thirty six holes. Yeah. What was it? Which? Okay. All right. Go ahead. Continue. All right. In two thousand three, I don't know if you remember this. The Western Open was pre- sponsored by Golf Digest. What? Yeah. No. Dead set. Come on. Tiger won it. Title sponsor. It was the Western Open presented by D- Golf Digest. What? Oh my god! What that that's mind blowing to me. Trying to think about that, that I add dollars and just nuts. The I don't know. Isn't that kind of a conflict of interest? But anyways, living living high on the hog at Condé Nast back in two thousand three, I guess. Oh yeah, so. different times. Yeah, for golf media. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I, I wouldn't say it's much different now, but it's just yeah, it's, it's spread around a different kind of way. Crooked. Two, Go ahead. Two amateurs won the tournament. Do you know who they are? Two thousand. Wait. Oh, overall, two amateurs and one. Uh, yes, yeah, Scott Verplank won it. I want to say. Yep. In Is that 85. right? Five. Okay, and I don't know the other one. Chick Evans. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Chicago legend. <laughs> the so, Evan Scholar. Maybe the best best actual, you know, one of the better charities in golf. Scholar, Evan Scholar. Not to give away free plugs. So Go Ch- ahead. Chick Evans leads us in to our second part of, of the Flashback Friday. What's that? The second part of the Flashback Friday goes back to a little bit of Chicago history with the U.S. Amateur. Okay. So we're going back to the 1912 USAM. Mm, okay. Okay. It is is the it is uh, it was deemed a massacre. <laughs> and this by is, who? This is this is from uh, his autobiography, Chick Evans' autobiography, Chick Evans' golf book. A very creative title. It's, Chick Evans' golf book. <laughs> yeah, that's not getting through the publishing houses this year. This time, of, this time of age. So, so we're going. This is this is uh, from the book. I came to Chicago and began to turn my thoughts towards the National Amateur Championship, which was to be played that year at Chicago Golf in Wheaton. It was only a, a week before the tournament was scheduled to to begin that a fire destroyed the Chicago Golf Clubhouse. Before the flames had been completely extinguished, the directors met and voted to rebuild. 
for the tournament. Emergency locker, uh, lockers and showers were quick, quickly constructed. When golfers began to r- arrive, they found a city of tents ready to receive them. Oh, man. Amazing. <laughs> the 1912 amateur has been called the Torrid Championship. Torrid Championship? Never have I known a whole week of such weather in Chicago. What does that mean? So weather wiped out. So hot? Like a, yeah, a huge portion of the field. So hot. Okay, torrid. Okay. Right. It was probable that the heat was responsible for Fred Hershoff's failure to qualify. These guys were playing in suits then, and it was just a scorcher. Sure. Okay. But Mr. Hilton was the first undeniable indi- victim. Even had he been accustomed to the weather, he was not dressed for it. I know from experience at Presswick that British tweed are not intended to be worn in warm weather. The torrid <laughs> atmosphere hovering over Wheaton all through that tournament made only the lightest of clothing endurable. Wow. They needed some, like, blade collar gear. I know. Like, they need dry whatever. fit. Dry fit, yeah. Imagine, like... Yeah, some of these guys, Bobby Jones and the blade collar, <laughs> just <laughs> someone needs to Photoshop that. Uh, uh, there. All right, go ahead. So in the first round of match play, Chick Evans defeated A.W. Tillinghast, famous architect. Have heard of him. And yeah. he advanced to the USAM final against Jerome Travers, who ultimately prevailed. And the course was just, fucking nuclear it was baked <laughs> out like i mean i would love to see what what players what zach johnson would have said in this tournament i've lost it yeah so <laughs> here here's um evans again describing his match against travers travers okay. was playing a marvelous game of strictly iron shots he used his clique from the tee and he never took a wooden club from his bag the whole uh, day long. Why should he? He could always get the needed distance by the long roll on the sun-baked ground at the end of his shot. This statement might appear as a reflection on the Chicago Golf Club course, but no surface in the world could have stood the long, unbroken drought of that torrid week and then maintain the, uh, the characteristics of a first-class course. A softer turf would have suited me but the hard-baked course was what Travers game needed and got. Wow. At its best, no one could beat Travers short game, and that sort of play was all that he was needed on the course that afternoon. Oh, my God. Evans was fucking pissed. He was furious. <laughs> it wasn't long before the game was over. I was beaten 7-6. and six. After the usual exchange of congratulations, I went back to the clubhouse and took my took the silver medal that I had won and threw it as hard as I could up against the wall. <laughs> it's quite a disclosure for the you know the gentlemanly game that they all tried to you know the images they tried to you know betray. I think that the game was a lot spicier back then. Yeah, they just didn't you know they had friendly coverage, right? Yeah, probably there weren't there weren't people with their Twitter phone, you know, camera phones out, like trying to blow everybody up. 
So trains began to bear the people away and dinner time came, but I did not care for food that night. I got up from the bed on which I had thrown myself and walked in in the darkness towards Aurora. He just walked. (laughs) He just left. Got up and left. Walked off. My world had gone wrong somehow. And and even the fact that I was to play off with Mr. Hilton in the morning for low score medal did not interest me. I walked. He could have won another medal. He just left. I walked far into the night, and I do uh, do know exactly what village I came to, but through the woods came the sound of music, and it was soon evident that a Saturday night dance was in progress. It did not take me long to join the dancers. Oh, my God. This is like a John Daly saga. I'm out of here. Allenby, he didn't even know what town he was in. (laughs) Allenby. I'm not playing for the consolation. Low score. I'm out of here. I'm joining the dance, walking off down the road. So right. so it, this is 1912. It's crazy. So the, the course knew they needed to do something. Um, shortly after, they hired Harry Colt in 1913 at Chicago Golf. And he drew, he drew up some plans with some, small, some changes, not modest changes. But the club was building that new clubhouse. They didn't have the money. Right. So, right. so then, you know, they kind of held along with the course until they got a letter from C.B. McDonald, who obviously was the founder of Chicago Golf Club. But he was living in New York at the time. I mean, I have the whole letters uh, on the website, but one of the things from it is uh, on the fried egg. But uh, one of the things from it, the, just one quote, I have long wondered when the intelligence of the Chicago Golf Club would realize that theirs is one of the worst courses of the country compared <laughs> with its former position. Nearly every change that has been made at Chicago Golf Club has made it for the worse and not for the better. If you're going to do anything in Chicago, you have to scrap your golf course. <laughs> I mean, like... Just fired. nuking it. So anyways, yeah. they hired Seth Rayner, who built the current day course. Um, yeah. So anyways, yep. you know... Wait, That's, what? What did they? What did? What happened to it? What did they let get from the original, like the founding? What did they? What did they do? Conditioning? Yeah. What was it? What? Do you, oh, the. So this is what. That what pissed off McDonald's so much. Well, so here's here's another quote. All right, there's one difficulty you have in Chicago, which is usually true of most inland courses, namely that your ground bakes. So in the summer that a uh, drive which ordinarily would go 200 yards on like a sandy soil like National Golf Links would go 250 yards in Chicago. There's only one way to deal with it, and that is to treat your grind with limestone first and later with about 40 to 50 tons of manure to acre it. (laughs) So you get the soil that will not cake. So that's exactly what Rayner did. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, you done? You got any so, more? I mean, About Chicago. It's a story of you know a man's emotions, his uh, <laughs> walking his, off, walking throwing off, medals, walking off, finding a part, finding a party in darkness. And I uh, love how we got from the Motorola Western Open to that. Yeah. That's just what flashbacks for. And then the reconstruction of one of the wor- world's greatest golf courses. 
hey, could you ever see a United States, uh, a championship in the United States? Could be an amateur, could be a US Open, could be a PGA, could be whatever, where the winner didn't hit a driver. Didn't play. Didn't play wood. Actually, didn't play any kind of wood. Not driver. Didn't I mean, play wood. Uh, Tiger came I, close. What, I, uh, but that was Hoylake, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, would that just be kind of if that happened in this day and age? That would just kind of be. I don't know. This is not real golf. This wasn't a real championship. I, I, it's never going to happen. But I'm just trying to think of like some course out there just got completely baked. They would still water it. I mean, they. It prevent seems it like Chick Evans thought that that wasn't a real championship. <laughs> I know he was. He was quite dismissive to to Mr. Travers. <laughs> Travers, yeah. Jerome was it? Jerome. Jerome Travers and his 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 feeble t game and how how great he was around the greens. Send it in, Jerome. All right. Um, well, that was a great flashback. Amazing. Highlight of my week. All right, everybody. Anything else you got on to get off this Friday? Yeah, I'm, 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 Friday? I'm spent. I'm, I'm going to recharge. I'm I'll be ready You're to go dead. Monday. I'm back to the <laughs> shit Lake Michigan water. I'm going to get back <laughs> to Superior. I'm going to go down to yeah, drink some clean Cleveland, Cuyahoga <laughs> County, Cuyahoga River, Lake Erie water. Uh all right, everyone, enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekends. This was a solid. I, I love this episode. Great episode. Nice, yeah. nice. I think I think it's because we're closer. You know, we're the we're as close as we've we we've been since we you know are together. Yeah, we're you know, we're, we're in only, the same we're, region. Yeah, we're only like two hundred and fifty miles away. That might be why <laughs> the Wi-Fi worked better. Well, let's try. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely why. Let's maybe we'll do this for one year anniversary. We'll see. We always talk. We always make plans. And we will get together. Remember when we year. made the list of the, like the the three or four tournaments that we were going to go to this year, and we went to none of them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. We 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 went to plenty together though. We've had a solid year. One year anniversary coming up. Maybe we'll get together for it. Uh, all right. Enjoy your weekends. We will check in with you on uh, Monday.